blue wire. Think about Lois. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Elliott. Dodge the eye of this national championship win. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. All right. Welcome into episode 179 of Press Pass. Kayla Anderson alongside Joshua Perry. And I will let you all know that we are doing this podcast literally minutes after the first college football playoff rankings of the season have come out. So excuse us if we are heated, if we say things that maybe, you know, in the future we might take back, but probably not. I'm not taking anything back. That's what I was going to say, probably not the case with us. So first and foremost, Joshua, how are you doing after these rankings came out? You know, I'm I'm emotionally unstable and it's a shame because I, I just I knew that I was gonna see something that was gonna piss me off. And I told myself, I'm like, don't get fired up. It's the first ranking. None of it really matters until the final one. But it all kind of does matter because there feels like there's so much posturing going on with some of these rankings here. It just oh my gosh. I, I I'm 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 done. So let me go. So we're going to get into that. And I want you to explain what you mean. But I will go ahead and give you the um, I'm just going to go ahead and give the top um, 10. So um, at number 10, and I know you have something to say about this is uh, LSU, the LSU Tigers. Um, and then coming in at nine, we have USC followed by Oregon at eight. TCU at number seven, bit surprising there. Uh, number six, Alabama, five, Michigan. And then your top four, Clemson at number four, Georgia coming in at the three spot, your Ohio State Buckeyes, number two. And for the first time being ranked in the college football playoff rankings since they've come out, Tennessee is the number one team. What are your thoughts? Because I know, like I said, you have plenty. And are you okay with Ohio State, State being number two? Totally fine. Totally fine with it. Um, they don't have the the you know the Alabama win yet. Um, so I, I totally understand if that's what you're going to go off of. It's perfectly fine. They've got that win over Penn State that looks pretty good right now. With Penn State sitting at 15, they had to go there to get it. Um, you know, and Ohio State's got their opportunity because they've got Michigan, who's the number five team currently in these rankings. Uh, so, I mean, number one, number two, I'm not going to fuss about that. Um, Ohio State's in great position. I think Tennessee has earned the right to be number one at this point, and they've got a big battle coming up with Georgia anyway. Um, I take a little exception to the uh, Clemson being ranked over Michigan. Um, like, so what we got Syracuse at 20, Wake at 21, NC State at 22. Syracuse is bad. Um, and, yes. and we saw that by, you know, what they did a week ago. Um, yes. Wake Forest, no good. And NC State then fell off. So like, th- I mean, those three might not even be ranked by the end of this. So I don't know. I'm getting pissed off about it. Um, you know, Michigan, to me, what they did to Penn State, like yeah. that overpowers anything that Clemson has done 
to any of those teams. And Clemson's margins of victory have not been very impressive at all throughout the season. Um, so I'll, I have an issue with it, but it's not, I, I think Clemson can play themselves out of it. This is a, the only problem I see is if we're going to do the strength of schedule thing, yeah. if Michigan loses to Ohio state and it's close, they would have lost to what we see as a playoff caliber team, a, a team that could potentially win the national championship. Correct. Whereas Clemson would have run the table against basically a bunch of nobodies who couldn't win national title. And they've got North Carolina ranked at 17, who they might play in the conference championship game, which North Carolina, I don't think is that good either. This, no. I, I've got a lot of issues with this stuff. Yeah. Um, so Clemson could just check boxes and get in where Michigan would have had to play a legit team and could be on the outside looking in um, neither here nor there. You've got now. This is the one that's really pissing me off. Is okay. LSU sitting there at ten? Yep. Feels yep. like a big resume booster, and, sure. and I'll I'll run you through what LSU's done this year, and you tell me if this feels like yeah. the number ten team in the nation. Um, get on this LSU schedule. Okay, so their first game they played Florida State. They lost by a point on neutral site. Florida State is a five hundred team right now. Um, then they played Southern. And then they had Mississippi State, who they beat 31 to 16. Like, yeah, it's kind of impressive. It's not overkill for me. Um, they beat New Mexico, who's one of the worst teams in college football, 38 to nothing. Then they beat Auburn by four points. Mind you, Penn State, a two-loss team with their two losses coming to number five and number two, uh, beat the piss out of Auburn yep. at Auburn, um, just the same way that LSU played at Auburn. Yeah. So common opponents here. Yeah. All right. Then they beat Florida by 10 points. Florida, to me, is a piss-poor team. And they had a pretty impressive win over Ole Miss, who I thought was phony the whole way in anyway. Um, so let's, I mean, if we're going to have the conversation, let's have the conversation. Ole Miss should not be at 11 either. I think they're a phony team, but they've only lost one game, so they sure. can justify it. So the reason I say it's a resume booster is not so much because of the Tennessee thing, because Tennessee has the win over Alabama anyway. They would have been justified putting them at number one. Right. It's because Alabama's getting ready to play LSU. And then when Alabama beats LSU this weekend, they can justify saying that's why we have them over an undefeated TCU team. And that's pissing me off because this Alabama team is clearly flawed. They had the loss to uh, Tennessee, which was a close loss at Tennessee. I give them credit for that. Could have lost to A&M and their quarterback was banged up. I give them credit to that. Should have lost to Texas had uh, had not been for some officiating that was questionable at minimum and Quinn Ewers being out of that game. So as I sit here and look at this, the one thing that just fires me up about these college football playoff rankings early on is the way that they fill in all of the teams after maybe the top eight, because it really tells you how this committee is trying to posture for certain teams to be able to boost up their resume. Like it's good for business when Alabama's in the conversation. Right? Of course it is. It's it's good for business that Clemson won't play anybody tough, right? Right. Like all of these things, like TCU being in there, it doesn't really move the needle. I would I would go to the uh, the the let me let me look at some ratings real quick, um, just to try to to piece this together for people so they can understand what I'm talking about um, when I talk about moving the needle. So Ohio State Penn State was the most watched game of last week. Mm-hmm. Um, that had you know eight point two million viewers. Uh, let's go down the line here. Did TCU play last week? Yes, they did. They played West Virginia. One point five million people. Um, when Ohio State played Rutgers, it was a game that I called. We had one point seven million average for that game. Uh-huh. Um, 
Alabama, Mississippi State, three and a half million people. TCU, Kansas State, who's a ranked matchup that had 1.5 million people watching. Alabama, Tennessee, obviously was going to do a crazy number, did 11 and a half million people that same weekend. TCU, Oklahoma State, a ranked matchup did 2.1 million people. I could, I could go on and on. And I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here, but part of this show that they do up until the final rankings actually come out, it's a television product. Oh, okay? yeah. Part of what they do when they're doing the college football playoff, it's a television product. So if you don't think in the back of somebody's mind when they're making the ultimate decision on what they want to have happen, mm-hmm. that they wouldn't like the Alabama TV behemoth over TCU, I, I think you would be mistaken. So I'm going to get off of my high horse now. No, and look, I agree with you on a lot of the stuff that you said. And I'll start real quick with the LSU thing, because I think that stood out to me right away. When I saw LSU, and I'm an AP voter, if you guys haven't already heard that, if you've, you're new to the podcast for some reason. Yes, I have we talk about it every week because yeah. there's always something going on with it. There's always something. And, and clearly, these are the rankings that matter now. But up until this point... I have, you know, been voting every single week, paying close attention to games all across the country. And look, I've never been extremely impressed with LSU. Now, I will say this. I think they've started to figure some things out, but I still don't think that they're a top 10 team right now because they've just been too inconsistent in terms of what I have seen from that team and then compared to others, you know, that they're above. Um, and that includes Utah, who I think is a better team than LSU right now. I mean, let's have so, the conversation, right? Like yeah. LSU, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt because they play in the big, bad SEC or whatever. Absolutely. Um, like, do you not at this point? I would I would go out on a limb and say that LSU, UCLA meet on neutral site. UCLA's win the football game. I, I think, think they're a better so football too. team. I, Utah, same way. I think they're probably a better football team right now. I think it'd be close, but. Right. But they're they're separated LSU and UCLA by two spots, LSU and Utah by four spots. Yep. And I feel like either one of those teams probably beat them on a neutral site. Um, this is what I'll say. And this is going to sound like I'm being a Big Ten apologist, but I'm not. I'm just using my frame of reference to try to paint a picture. Um, and I, I said this earlier, but I need to go back to it. Penn State, their resume up against LSU's resume. What's the big difference there? Yeah, there like, isn't. Tell me, like, I'd, I'd be curious to hear somebody justify what the big difference is. To me, the difference is not, it's, it's not big. No. And that's why I think you're right when you say part of this is a television production in terms of you know, what moves the needle in their eyes. and. You you shared some of the um, <clears throat> the most watched you know the Ohio State games in terms of what their viewership has been doing. I know that the Tennessee Alabama game um, a few we- a couple weeks ago was I think one of the top watched games this season, um, and I know that the Pac twelve is over there and it's not getting the views that other you know conferences get necessarily. Even the Big Ten being over here a lot of the times those games are matching up with games down here that are on CBS, you know, that 2.30 t- 
time slot or whatever. And then you've got ESPN on so many channels dominating and half of the teams that they're showing are SEC teams on their networks. So really you get what I'm saying here. When you think about it there, I do believe there is, you know, an underlying kind of factor in all of this. And I'm not saying it's all a, a scam. It's not, but I think if if the committee came in and they were truly split, and there's 13 people, so we can't obviously, but like there was truly a a real debate about which team they were going to put in over a different one. Mm-hmm. I think they'd probably look at Nielsen and, and make a decision based off of that if it truly came down to it. Like I said, I mean, you can go through basically every week, you know, top three most watched last week. Ohio State, Penn State, Florida, Georgia, Michigan State, Michigan. So, like, those teams are going to be in the conversation. Uh, Syracuse, Clemson, um, Ohio State, Iowa was uh, two of the top three from the week before. Alabama, Mississippi State was the fifth watch, most watched game. LSU was the fourth most watched game. Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Michigan, um, Clemson, FSU, top three most watched from uh, week seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama, A&M, Ohio State, Michigan State, Auburn, Georgia, top three most watched from week six. Alabama, Arkansas, Clemson, NC State, Michigan, Iowa, top three most watched. Like I could do this every single week, and and those are going to be the teams that are going to probably get the benefit of the doubt. Again, not trying to say that this is a conspiracy, but what I'm trying to say is if it comes down to a legitimate thought about do we put this one in or this one in, we can't make a decision, I bet you that's part of the paradigm. It is part of it, and I'm definitely also not – okay with Clemson being number four that is something that I am you know and I think other people are on the same boat that I'm kind of seeing on Twitter talk about Clemson at number four and I just I want to ask you like what because you briefly went over it in terms of Michigan and and what Michigan has done but why in the world do you put Clemson at four um, because of those, because of what they've done in the the back end of the the rankings, I feel like that's the only thing that you can justify. Is they've got wins over, you know, twenty twenty one and twenty two or whatever they are. Yeah. Um, and Michigan's got a win over Penn State. They got I or excuse me, Illinois coming up. But outside of that, like, you know, I, that's the only thing that could justify it to me. Um, and Michigan's non conference does not help them whatsoever. No, like they, they did that to themselves. Yep. But. I agree. I would also like, and I've, I've got the numbers here. I, they're at the office. Um, Michigan's um, margin of victory in conference games has been higher than Clemson's margin of victory in, co- uh, in conference games. Yeah. Like, and again, if you're saying that you think that, you know, these teams are top 25 teams, they're basically, you know, 20 to, to 22, um, that, that makes a difference in the margin of victory. But again, like I would, I would point, the direction of Syracuse has proven to us that they are not what we thought they originally were. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest has done the same, and so has NC State. Why do they get so much grace? Yeah, and, and yeah, that's a great point, and I agree with you. I just I don't I don't think Clemson, in my eyes, is deserving of that four spot. I would have given it to Michigan. I'm not a college football playoff voter, though. I will say this: this is really interesting. I I think it's good, Joshua. I think it's good to have some sort of a different look in the top four. You know, it's been so standard for so long. I think this gives other teams at this point a little bit more help that, okay, or hope, I should say, 
that, oh gosh, we're starting to see a little bit of difference here. We're starting to see some different teams rise to the top. You're seeing Alabama at the sixth spot. Alabama has been the number one team in the college football playoff rankings 24 times. Mm -hmm. The next biggest team, Clemson, with eight appearances, Georgia with seven, LSU three, Mississippi State, yes, Mississippi State was ranked three times at number one, Ohio State also three, and then this is Tennessee's first time, like I said, um, ranked the number one spot. So it's what do you feel like? in terms of how college football is starting to shift just a little bit with having some of these big name programs still be very, very relevant, like Ohio state and, you know, the Alabama is still in the mix, but also like a Tennessee that's starting to rise again. Um, And you're seeing USC start to rise again. I mean, do you like that? It's healthy because we're getting ready to move to a 12 team format. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be a shame if even in a 12 team format, viewers of college football only felt like Ohio State and Clemson and Oklahoma and Alabama or Georgia are the only teams who have a legitimate shot to win it. But even as these rankings have come out, like we've even had the discussion here. Oh, you know, do you think it should have been Tennessee or do you think it should have been Ohio State? You know, do you think Michigan should have been in? Do you think Clemson should have been? You know, should... TCU have been over Alabama. I'm down at seven now. We haven't even really touched on Oregon, but Oregon has a legit gripe to be in that sixth spot as well because the only game they looked bad was against number three, Georgia, in the first game of the year on a neutral site with the youngest head coach in Power 5 football. You mentioned USC. Like That's what's exciting at least about what's going on right now is even though there's some new blood that could be in the party for the college football playoff – It's extremely healthy because when we get to 12 teams, if I read you off these Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Michigan, Alabama, TCU, Oregon, USC, LSU, Ole Miss, and UCLA. Sounds like a party to me. Let's go. It really does, doesn't it? I mean, that sounds like fun. Like any given situation, there could be an upset. I mean, that really sounds like, okay, this is college football starting to get good when it needs to get good. Um, and not just having the predictable things happen year after year. So it, right now, and I think I heard Kirk Street say it on the broadcast, um, he said, you know, there's still a chance for some of these teams that are on the outside looking in to get back. Joshua, I don't know if you remember this. I'm sure you remember it well. Ohio State was not even remotely close to being ranked the top team in the country when the first number sixteen playoff. Yes, number sixteen, and Ohio State went on to win. Your Ohio State Buckeyes, you were on that team. I was covering that team. Went on to win the first ever college football playoff. So it can happen, right? Yes, and that's the exciting part about it. Is like you know, it, and I love that Herb Street said that. Is you know. Because here's a realistic version of that. Uh, if we actually want to go there right now, Illinois sitting there literally at number 16 right now. Yeah. And they had an awful loss in week one to an Indiana team that is not good, much like an awful loss in week two to a Virginia Tech team that was not good that year. And they have the opportunity to play Michigan. If they could pull off that win, they would get either Michigan again or Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. And if they could pull off that win, you, I, you, 
you can't not put them in. They'd have two of the best wins in all of college football. Yeah. You would have to put them in at that point. They're sitting there. And so, like, that's what when, when the talking heads talk about, you know, don't be so concerned with the top necessarily, but look at those teams that could be movers. That's what he's talking about. This Illinois team this year mm-hmm. has an opportunity if they win out, win the conference. I don't see how you could leave them out. Duh, I'm with you. I love really seeing some of these teams at the end of the year. I will give you all the credit in the world, Joshua, because you said it. You know, this Illinois team, keep your eye on it because it continues to improve um, and, and doing just that. So it, it's fun this time of year that you're really starting to see some teams either take the the right direction or head in the wrong direction. And um, everything kind of counts from here on out. Anything this weekend that you're looking for um, in terms of matchups? And yes, obviously, Tennessee, Georgia is, is one of the top ones. I mean, that's going to be it for me. Let me pull up my, uh, my page here to get the, the college football schedule for the weekend yeah there's i there's not too many crazy ones but we've had some weird weekends of upsets too randomly and so i it you just never know no you never know um yeah i mean not a lot interesting admittedly happening in the big 10 ohio state's going to beat northwestern by 80 points oh, yeah Saturday. Right? um i mean there's really nothing jumping out it's a, the tennessee georgia affair what, what, is, what is your guess on how many people are going to watch that game uh, let's see. It's a two thirty CBS game. <laughs> they could get if Alabama and Tennessee got eleven point five. They uh-huh. could do fourteen million. I think. Gonna, it's gonna be it, pretty crazy. It, it'll it, probably be the most watched game of the season if Ohio State Michigan's not at the end of the year. Yep, and I think Ohio State Michigan's gonna be right there too. Uh, well, then you got number six, Alabama, at number 10, LSU. Uh, oh, see, and I love, I love, I almost think, God, did they just, it was like, did they just do that so it could be a top 10 matchup? Like that, those kind of things always petty things I mean, cross my mind, you know? You know where I'm at on that. I know, I know. And look, I don't think that that, I, they can hype that up all they want. I'll, I'll watch a little bit of it if I can catch it, but uh to me, it's all about that Tennessee-Georgia game coming up. I will share this with you, Joshua, okay? Because being doing the radio thing now, we're the official Vols station, and I think I told you that. And so there is a lot of Vol talk on the station, and rightfully so. There's a lot of interest here. There's a lot of Vols fans on this side. Um, and with the success that they've had this year, People want to talk about it. They're proud. They've been deprived for years. Um, but it is a little hard for me because I am in the room with a former Vols player and a former yep. Vols ath- uh, student athlete you know, who ran track and field. And I'm just sitting there trying to be somewhat neutral and like not, not like get that annoyed, but understand too that like this is not completely a Tennessee radio broadcast. Like we still have to be neutral somewhat. So you'd appreciate it because I have been giving my thoughts, my neutral thoughts on things. And I have been sticking up for those Ohio state Buckeyes. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I appreciate a level-headed Midwestern voice down in the South because 
I feel like we are as passionate about our football as folks down there are. And people in the South understand the importance of college football. And they play a, a great style of football down there, too. There's obviously a ton of talent, but they feel like they're God's gift to, to college football. Yes. And although there are many good teams down there, there's plenty of great football in the Midwest. First ever college football playoff champions. Oh, yeah. Played, played a team from the South that they weren't supposed to be able to beat. Oh, and, yeah. And, and beat them. And it's just one example, but it is to say that you can't discount what's going on elsewhere. You have to open up your eyes, broaden yeah. your views a little bit about college football. And that's how I try to just say it is because because I've covered so much college football in my career, a lot of, and this is no diss to the South because I'm obviously living here and covering sports here, but a lot of people in the South don't get out of the South, Right. So their, their eyeglasses are very, you know, focused into what goes on in the SEC and not a lot of what goes on outside of it. And so I just, just tried to bring that perspective of like, look at these other teams, you know, they're just as good, like, you know, just trying to share the things that go outside of it. And, and I think that's always healthy for any, you know, uh, market. It doesn't matter what kind of fans you are because you're, you're learning more about college football as a whole. And I think the more intelligent you are, the more uh, you can talk about it, right? And not sound mm-hmm. like a complete idiot or Homer all the time. But if you want to be that way, I guess you can be. So, well, I mean, in in uh, in the world that you're in now, the radio world, I mean, it's all about engagement, right? Sure. Yeah. So why not? Why not have some bad takes? They're yeah, not gonna fire exactly. You. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I leave it all out there, Joshua. I'm no different than I am on this podcast. Just leaving it out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, where can the people go to follow you? If you want to follow Joshua right now, he's already yeah. just all over Twitter. He's got his takes. If you want to, you know, at him and give your opinions, I suggest you do it. I know since being on our show, you've gotten some Tennessee fans in in your mentions. So I, I know that you're inter- interacting. Where can they go to find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RIP underscore JEP. And you can find him on TikTok. At not right? Josh Perry. Yes. There you go. And you can find me at Kayla Anderson TV, Instagram, Twitter. Also go follow our show Twitter handle at Ramon, Kayla, and Will. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you, Josh, taking the time because I know it's been a kind of a crazy night for you. You got work to do. I appreciate it, my friend. No doubt. Looking forward to the next one. All right. Enjoy college football this weekend. Have a good one.